Once upon a time, in a land 40 minutes away from the UMD campus, is the Maryland Renaissance Festival, where our adventure full of kings, queens, jesters, and more unfolds. For listeners who have never been, a Renaissance Festival is where people dress up in historical outfits, eat different delicious dishes, and watch live performances. Welcome to Offbeat by the Diamondback, a podcast for those who swing to their own rhythm. I am your host, Julia Bischoff, and today we are exploring Maryland's Renaissance Festival at Rebel Grove. As we walked through the front gates, we were instantly greeted by the wonderful sights and smells of the festival. Still walking mimes lumbered past, outfits of festival goers jingled as they walked by, and performers sang old-timey tunes. It was overwhelming to begin with, and the grounds were expansive. In fact, it is one of the largest festivals of its kind in the country. I sat down with Jules Smith, the president and one of the owners of the festival, to get more background on it. Well, a typical weekend uh, is around uh, 34,000, uh, would be average for the uh, nine weekends of the year. The past uh, four weekends uh, will we're selling out every weekend. Uh, we started lower numbers, around 11, 12,000 a day, but uh, now we're much higher than that. Jules told me he was originally involved in the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, but started up here in 1977 when a friend let them borrow some land in Columbia, Maryland. Originally, they would take the festival down every winter and reconstruct it every summer. Eventually, they moved it to where the fair is now in Crownsville, which is much more permanent. But there's something special about Ren Fairs as opposed to other weekend events. Like a street festival, a village festival that people can walk around and enjoy and experience different from the other people at the event just based on what they select to do. So it's not like sitting in a theater or watching television or something where it's being fed to you, but uh, something you pick and choose. I think also we offer uh, security because people come here and they they can relax there and there isn't much to bother them. Uh, it, wouldn't it be nice to have a beer as you're walking down the mall in Washington and uh, interact and enjoy things with other people rather than be concerned about what's going to happen? And that's kind of the atmosphere we have here where everybody's involved in the uh, fun and uh, enjoyment of the show. The serenity of being inside the fair after getting over the initial overstimulation definitely lived up to Jules and everyone else's descriptions. Some people stayed in character the whole time, while others came as they were. We walked through taverns while orcs, elves, and men alike chatted over mead and beer. Tavern performers sang funny songs about old nursery rhymes, lively vendors sold an assortment of items from magical to mundane, and festival goers wore some of the most intricate and impressive costumes I have ever seen. It was a true community feeling, but let the festival goers tell you themselves, starting with our lively longtime vendor, Josh. Yeah, my name is Joshua Lamont. I am the owner of the Rock Shop and Sluice Mine. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to do the math in my head right now, but that's hard. So 98 to to 2002. 24 years? 24 years, oh my God, yeah. Next year will be our 25th year. And honestly, this was just a spot of trees. No one could build here because we can't cut down any of the trees. Uh, so it's so hard to build a full structure. And they gave us three weeks, and we built our first sluice in the middle of a hurricane in 1998 uh, with, like, tarps over our head. It was really quite terrifying. 
Um, but yeah, so that's how we got here to Maryland Renaissance. It's weird. So I've done this my whole life, right? You have like what we call fair kids. Our parents have done this and we've grown up and inherited and kind of... Uh, the people for me are probably the most fun. My staff, who I absolutely adore. Uh, this is Serena, our newest hire. I'm the best one here. <laughs> Sister's about to beat the living heck out of you. <laughs> I'm the second best. For those listening, <laughs> good seeing you, man. Uh, for those who can't see, you know, Sister has a murderous glare. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, it's just like, it's my family, right? So it's, it's just like coming home. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress, but... It's good to be around the people you grew up with. Hi, my name's Tyler. I'm from Delaware. Well, originally Pennsylvania, but I live in Delaware. It's been a couple of years, but I've been coming here about a decade ago, and then a bit of time, and then now again. Yeah, what inspired you to come back? Just want to have a good time, wanted to see the fair again. Looking at all the stuff that's around. <laughs> yeah. People watching. Enough. What was the craziest thing you've seen today? Uh, a woman drumming on her own breasts. In line for the food? <laughs> that was a little nuts. I mean, I don't remember seeing anything crazier than that previously. Hi, I'm Brooke. I'm wearing an all-black dress. It's from Amazon. Surprisingly high quality. Got a nice little belt and some skirt hikes so that my legs can actually breathe. And then the Faye Ayers with the clip-on earrings. And then I've got the makeup on. I'm doing kind of a scar look. Oh, Feyre from A Quartz of Thorns and Roses. I was going for kind of her look, but I wanted to do something a little bit scarier because I'm a FX makeup artist, so I love the, the spooky stuff. I started coming last year. I just moved to Maryland from Hawaii. And so I started coming last year and just totally got hooked and absolutely love it. So what keeps you coming? Oh, just the people. They're so freaking sweet, even dressed kind of spooky everybody just comes up and they're like I love your dress I'm like thank you I love you and you just make great friends and everybody's so freaking friendly well I work from home most of the time when I'm not doing FX makeup I'm a operations manager for a couple different companies so I don't get that interaction unless I'm working as a makeup artist or here so that's why I love this is Captain Randy DeVille Captain Henri DeVille thank you very much <laughs> Is it your first time coming here? Oh, God, no. How long have you guys been coming here? 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. What keeps you coming back? The lovely ladies and the cold drinks. Get your tickets early next year because they've been sold out for several weeks. Yeah. True enough. True enough. After slinking through the taverns, watching comedic performances from silly jesters, and eating the biggest turkey leg I've ever seen, it was time to end our day at Rebel Grove. And like many other festival goers, we decided to round things out by watching Maryland State sport, jousting. The match started with the jousters testing their skills by catching increasingly small hoops on their lances. Before we begin this trial by combat, we must first test this field to ensure it is suitable for your seats. Prince Miguel, you shall have the first pass. Alright, well, Miguel, you are next People from all over the festival grounds gathered around the jousting arena. Each corner was given a jouster to root for, and our section cheered on the valiant Sir William. Sir William! Sir William. Sir William. Sir William. Sir William. 
William did in fact miss the small hoop and our section was not happy. The crowd quickly got over their annoyance with Sir William when it was time to give out favors before they began the main event. To bestow upon your knights, please come to the fence and do so now. With favors handed out and the jousters, as well as the crowd, all warmed up, it was time to begin the dueling. His sword defends the weak. His shield upholds the mighty. His words speak only truth. And his wrath undoes the wicked. Jousters leveled their lances at each other and ran it. Again. And again. And again. And then things started to get crazy. After a couple rounds charging at each other with their lances on their horses, jousters ditched the saddles and resorted to full-blown sword fighting. Go, girl, go! Oh! Sir William was a quick loss. He lay still off to the side of the field as the other knights and princes dueled it out. They recklessly slashed through each other until only Prince Balthazar was left standing. However, in a shocking turn of events, Sir William stumbled out of his early grave to claim victory. He rose from his spot on the ground and stumbled towards his opponent. They jabbed at each other sluggishly, wounds from the long fight gnawing at their bones, and eventually, Sir William gave the winning blow. Close, the sun slid slowly behind the jousting arena, blending the sky into an array of orange and pink hues. It painted the perfect picture as we left in the wave of people exiting the fair. After a long, long day of festivities, no matter how exhausting they were, I knew I would be back in August when the festival picks back up. Thanks for listening to Offbeat. I'm your host, Julia Bischoff. This episode is brought to you with the help of our assistant editor, Grace Capetemi, and our two reporters, Megan Barnes and Fatima Yazdi. Our music this month is by the lovely Maryland Renaissance Festival performers. Follow Offbeat on Twitter at DBK Offbeat, and follow the Diamondback on Twitter and Instagram at the DBK. You can find a transcript of this episode at dbknews.com. 
If you like this episode, tell your friends and tune in next time.